You're listening to a Sunday morning message from Glory Day Lutheran Church in Houston, Texas. Thanks for joining in. For more information about Glory Day and next steps you can take with us, check out gdlc.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at GDLC Houston. The body of Christ gathered together for Carols and Bells Sunday is a great day. I welcome also those of you who are online with us this morning. If you're not ringing your bell, you're just missing out. I just want to tell you that right now. I'm, I'm looking, I got right at you. I'm looking at you. So, um, uh, I haven't experienced bell ringing in this service yet. So here, I'm going to try something I called an audible. And the staff hates when I do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I want you to pay attention to my sermon. So, here's what I want you to do. Whenever I say some form of put on, put off, or put away, ring your bell. Now, I didn't say it now. I mean, when I say those words. All right? You can put away your bells right now, okay? So there you go. All right. But put on your listening ears, because now we're going to see now. Now we're having a little bit of fun. All right. I should have done this in the other service. We are in week three of our Advent sermon series on the book of Colossians. And, you know, it's a little bit of a different Sunday. You know, I'm trying to figure this out. I talked to Pastor Brian this morning. I said, we're in Advent. We're teaching on the book of Colossians, and it's Carols and Bells Sunday. And those three things just don't correlate together. But we're going to try. And so we're getting closer and closer to Christmas and all the hustle and bustle of a wonderful, fun stuff associated with this season. Is it safe to say that nerves get a little frayed? Is it safe to say that some of y'all are frazzled? Is it safe to say that sometimes things happen that turn normal, peace-loving, kind-hearted Jesus followers into, well, you fill in the blank? I'm going to tell on myself. My wife goes, why do you do that? I said, I just got to be real. So yesterday we were at Sam's and I dropped them off to go get stuff and I go get gas. And the gas is on the driver's side. The gas tank's on the driver's side of my side. And so I'm going to get in the line that goes up to get on gas on this side. Well, unbeknownst to me, there's another line on the other side and they got lined up because their gas is over there. And the lady in front of me was going out that way. So wouldn't it seem natural that I'm next in line? I would think so. (laughs) And then when he sped in and I sped in and he started yelling at me and and I yelled back. No clap, don't clap, don't, no, no, it was sinful, that was wrong, that was wrong. And then I said, man, I got to preach about this tomorrow, doggone it, because the text today, I'm really not talking to y'all, we're just preaching to me this morning, okay, so I just want y'all to hear that, okay, because there's some attitudes that I got to put away, there you go. All right, so check, see if y'all are paying attention, all right? Okay, 2015, there was a movie that came out, had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. 
I can't recommend this movie. I mean, the reviews, I mean, it was like down in the dumps. But, you know, I enjoyed watching it. Come on, it just was fun. It was a silly, goofy movie. It's about two dads called Jingle All the Way. There was one toy left that both their sons wanted. And these dads, normal, kind, peaceful, loving leaders in their communities, went berserk trying to get that toy. And you have their emotions, their character, and their sanity put to test throughout the entire movie. I can relate to those guys. Who's got the Christmas shopping done? Who has it started? Now, add in all the COVID safety precautions we've been dealing with and all the differing opinions about what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, and then some people telling you what's supposed to do and not supposed to do, and then throw in politics, and then add just a nice dose of social media for everybody to say whatever they want to say. And again, you have the recipe for peace-loving, Jesus-kind-loving, kumbaya-living kind of people to be not so nice. So I want to go back to our lesson from last week. Take out your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2. You take out the Bibles in front of you. It's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. We're actually going to be on page 984. Because last week we talked about what it means to be rooted in Christ. You know, we set down our roots. This week I'm going to talk about what those roots, as they're developed and as they are uh, rooted and grounded, what does it mean for us to walk now in Christ? Look at verse 6 from last week. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord... That is who we are. That is our relationship in Christ. That is where all this stuff stems from. As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord and your baptism through the power of the Holy Spirit, here's your job. Walk in Jesus. Walk in Christ. Let the guy have the gas tank first, Daniel. I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Because you're rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, this is your taught, and the result is that you're all bound in thanksgiving. I want you to go, I want you to go back to that first Christmas. Baby Jesus is born and there's this angelic choir that's happening in, in the fields nearby. And there's shepherds out there and they're told to go see Jesus. And as the shepherds left their dead-end, monotonous jobs, they went and saw Jesus. But then the Bible says they returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. And they were the first biblical witnesses of the birth of Christ. Somehow, incredibly, they were transformed. It was through an encounter with Jesus. We're about ready to celebrate Christmas. And all the craziness, the hustle, and the bustle, and the stress is so we can have an encounter with the Christ child. It's time to keep that in perspective. And I look at Scripture as Jesus grew up. Anybody that encountered Jesus, lives were changed. A man born blind. A Zacchaeus, you know, the wee little man. 
The disciples, the woman caught in adultery, you can name all kinds of people. We're getting closer and closer to encountering Jesus as a Christ child, and then we're going to celebrate Easter as we celebrate him uh, resurrected. And he died to take away our sins. And so as Paul says, as you receive Christ Jesus in law's Lord, the command to walk in him, I believe, is expanded more in chapter 3. So look what chapter 3 says. If you then been raised with Christ, there's an if-then cause. If this is real, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are of the earth. What Paul is saying is you've got to seek the things that are above, set your minds on things that are above. That means the, the, the language in here is a conscious decision, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, to seek after something. How we say it here? The disciple seeks Christ first in all things. As a Christian, as a follower of Christ, we're not to seek the things around us that we get caught up in, but the things that are above. Why? Verse 3. For you died. Actually, literally what happened is in our baptism, our old self was crucified, was, was destroyed. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then also you appear with him in glory. So you died with Christ. That is, that is our pre-life before Christ, our past. Our life is now hidden with Christ in God in our present. And then one day when Christ appears, he's going to appear with us in all glory. So past, present, and future. And because of that, we're to put to death, we are to put away all that belongs to oh, Y'all aren't paying attention. I was going to go a little bit to see if anybody paying attention. So you guys said, come on. If anyone is in Christ, the Bible says, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. You see, our identity can't be tied to our past. What we did wrong, what we didn't do right, what, what people have said about us. You're not good enough. You're not smart, strong enough. You're not smart enough. You can't do this. That is not who we are. That is not our identity. Our identity is in Christ. And, 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 and Paul is saying to put away your old self and put on a new self. Okay, y'all are getting a little bit better. I want you to think in terms of a restaurant. A restaurant closes and a new owner takes over. What do they do? They change the signs, the paint, they remodel, they change the menus, they do all these different things to change. But it's not just through those little things, they have to change the culture for whatever it was the restaurant closed. They gotta put aside the old side, there you go, and put on the new. So what does that look like, church? Look at verse five. Put to death, there you go. Put to death, therefore, whatever is earthly in you. And here's the list. Here's the list. And realize that in the stress and the craziness of the season, these things are exacerbated. These things are elevated. The devil loves to use these things as tools to destroy us. 
put to death sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, put away. Verse 9, verse 8, I'm sorry. Well, even I'll go back to verse 7. I'm sorry, slide guys. And these you too once walked when you were living in them. Verse 9. But now you must put them all away. What a great Advent message. Here's what you are to put away. Y'all are not paying attention. Or you're just getting tired of it. I don't know, one of the two. <laughs> Probably the latter than the former. Or the former than the latter, huh? Whatever, the first us, you know, you know what I mean. My kids are making fun of me right now. I, I get it. <laughs> it's carols with bells. Come on. Here's you put away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Define obscene talk. Anything that doesn't build somebody up. Hmm, yeah, there's the big ones. But there's also the ones that tear apart. Y'all being so stressed out, being worn out, being COVID fatigued, dealing with all kinds of emotions. Do you see how easy it is to get caught up in these things? Do you see how easy it is to give the devil a foothold and to go back to our old self? which is Paul says to put away. You've received Christ, now walk in him. Here's some realities, y'all. As Christians, we all battle sins of the flesh, every one of us. I tell you what I struggle with up here so you guys realize that I, I'm with you. And to win the battle against Christ, we can't do it alone. We gotta live in the spirit and our identity has to be in Christ. And every day that means we are going to put to death what belongs to our sinful nature and ask God to put on his righteousness. Verse nine, do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self, with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek, Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. Every one of us struggle with sin. Every one of us have been forgiven and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 12. I love, ah, I didn't say it yet. You just saw it. Uh, <laughs> Y'all getting ahead of the game. The NIV actually begins this section with therefore. And you know why when you have a therefore, you got to figure out what it's there for. Because Paul's been talking about verses 1 to 11, what to put away. And now Paul is telling us what to put on. And I want you to think about clothing that he's telling us to put on. 
I want you to think about this. Imagine going camping for like a week and a half, two weeks, no shower facilities, or like taking a hunting trip and like you stinky. I mean, you stink. I just, just smell bad. Clothes are nappy. They can stand up on their own. You come home. You hop in the shower. And you're like, ah. Oh. Can you imagine getting out of that shower and putting those old nappy, stinky clothes on? It'd be gross. But that's what we do every day when we are called a new creation and we put on all those things from verses 1 to 11. Look at verse 12. I didn't say it. <laughs> and there you go, there you go. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and as if anyone has a complaint against one another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So also you must forgive. And over all these, put on love, which binds them together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called into one body, and be thankful." Here's what I want you to do. Here's your homework, and I really want you to do this. You got your phone out. You've been scribbling down notes and everything else, or you've been doodling or whatever. I get it. I want to read that list again, and I want you to pick one word or one action, just one. And I want you to pick one of those actions. It could be from the list I'm about to read or what you're to put away from the list earlier. And I want you to take one of those actions and do it this week and see what transformation happens in your life. I promise you, you will see transformation if you live these words. Verse 12, clothe yourselves, put on compassionate hearts. What would happen if you started taking a genuine concern for other people? that you realize that people are struggling out there in this world. One of the quotes I heard, hurt people hurt people. You realize that I mean, hurt people hurt people. And oftentimes people say things to us because they're hurting inside and we respond. What if we respond instead with compassion? Caring about people's vulnerability. We all have buttons that we know we can push with our spouse or with our kids or our parents. That was a push, not a put. But how you treat each other privately and publicly. Kindness. Someone who's sympathetic, tender-hearted, generous. Humility. You know, my favorite Johnny Smith quote was, my humility is the thing I'm most proud about. <laughs> you gotta realize humility is ground in the character of God. The Son of Man humbled himself and came down this earth to die our death, and he lives and rose victoriously. You see, humility recognizes the needs of others, that they may be in a hurry and they need to get gas before I get gas, that we all have plans and dreams and desires. Meekness, another way of saying gentleness. You see, gentleness diffuses self-defensive behavior. So when your spouse or your kids are saying something, your parents are saying something to you, what if you took on an attitude of gentleness instead? Or patience? Hmm. How about bearing with one another? 
walking alongside someone in their struggles. Maybe it's realizing that we all have faults and personality falls or idiosyncrasies that we do. The staff loves as I'm kind of stressed out, I'm walking the hallways, and I'll get my pen clicking. And it's just, I can't stop it. It's just like click, 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 and it just drives them nuts. And they're kind of not saying anything to me. Well, sometimes they do. We've got to realize that necessarily being different doesn't necessarily mean wrong. If you have a complaint against one, forgive them. And then there are all these virtues put on love, which binds them together in harmony. There you go. You're getting tired. And live a life of peace or be thankful. What would happen if this week, and you carried it out through all of Advent season to Christmas, you either were putting on, putting away, putting off, and walking in Christ. I'll close with this. It's time to put away those stinky, rotten clothes and put on the righteousness of Christ. And Paul ends how to do that, verse 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, Richie. That means you're being devoted and obedient to God's word. Teaching and admonishing one another, that means we disciple and be discipled. In all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word and deed, do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is my prayer for you. To God alone be the glory. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope God used this time to turn your heart more towards him. Be sure to check out Glory Day online at gdlc.org for next steps you can take. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at GDLC Houston as we help more people live life with Jesus every day.